Welcome to OK Boomer, a podcast where a borderline boomer reality star mom and her millennial daughter bridge the gap between two feuding generations through celeb news, all things Bravo, their personal lives, and well, you're just going to have to listen to find out. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hello. Can you tell? Can I tell what? Do I look younger? No, you just look puffy. Really? <laughs> no, you don't. I just want to. Ken, can you give me that roller thing that's in no. the freezer? <laughs> no, I'm going to do it the whole time. You don't look puffy. You look, um, the ring light is blowing you out perfectly. So you don't look. Okay. Okay. So, t- so let's get into some highlights of the week. Tell me. Okay, the highlights of my week today, 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, um, I did something called the Morpheus which is like the matrix for your face. I took the blue pill and the red pill. And now um, after two more sessions, I'm going to look younger. So basically it's like micro needling with electric current. And then it's like kind of like the vampire facial because they drew blood and then they put it in some like, I don't know if that's what it's called, but a little centrifuge yeah, thing it, it like that separates, it. Yeah. separates your plasma and they put the plasma over my face. But the best thing about it is that they gave me nitrous oxide. They first numbed my whole face. And you have to go to my Instagram stories to look at it because I saw a little bit of it. I had to to skip through a lot of it. It You skipped through a lot because you had like secondhand, secondhand shame. Yeah. Secondhand embarrassment. Um, But I'm so glad for you. A lot of people ask me if you, if you've had work done other, obviously than your really boobs. not on my face. Not yeah, on your face. My I said, I told them that you had done Botox one time and like tried to not tell us. Oh my God. And you, you guys... just look so crazy. And we're like, what did you do? To no, your but face? I did all therapy. Remember years ago? No, I know. I, I I'm just saying that. that yeah. In, in like, I think we were in high school and you had done Botox, but you haven't really done anything to your face. Like plastic surgery wise, you do lasers, oh. you do treatments, like stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't inject uh, fillers or, yeah. and Botox, I would do it if I didn't look crazy when I did it. Yeah. Okay. So you did Morpheus. I think that's also Morpheus. a movie coming out or is already yeah. out. And uh, it's like all the rage people are talking about it. Um, it's you know, rage. Apparently, no, I haven't heard I'm, a thing I'm about serious. it. <laughs> well, because you're 12, but people my age have been talking about it. And like the before and afters are pretty impressive. Okay. Listen, anything that can put off a facelift that I am. Amen. Have. Yeah, for sure. But not right now. If I don't have to, plus Dr. Wolf won't make me have a face. Left. But anyway, if you're in Miami, go see Dr. Delilah Alonso. She's amazing. She's not looks an great. ad. It's not an ad, but like, she, I want, if I, if I want to try to look better, I think a lot of women my age want to try to look better. And I don't sure. think you should hide this shit. Amen. Preach. Okay. okay. So your highlight is you got needles in your face. Highlight needles in my face and my low light is that I lost my wallet, like the whole wallet. So your license, everything, my license, my vax card, my dog's, um, service dog credentials, every credit card, my new Louis Vuitton, really cute wallet. Um, humble brag alert. Yeah. But you know what I mean? What a pain. My driver's license, I'm I'm flying tomorrow. I have to oh take my, my passport. Oh, that okay. I gotta find up. it somewhere. Are you bringing the dog? Yeah. Oh, okay. no. So you don't have to worry about the service dog thing. No. Wait, your Vax card? Don't you have your Vax card on your phone? Probably, but I have seven million pictures. I'm sure I do, but I don't know. It's not like electronic. Is it electronic over there? 
Yeah, I think a lot of people have like the like you know how Apple Wallet you can put your Vax card on. Oh yeah, I'm no, just saying that. like you don't have to. Nobody asks that anymore. I'm in Florida. Well, not in Miami. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys. They're like COVID. What was that? Um. Well, that sucks that you lost your wallet, but. But I'm alive. Amen to that. Amen to that. Okay, my highlights. I just wrapped production. I'm Yay! Sure on think fucking. God. You look less tired already. Well, I, I came in, I like walked, what am I trying to say? I walked you came in, in like a wrecking ball, <laughs> right? I walked into the house and I was just like, John Liam, it, this is so weird. This always happens. Like whenever I finish a show, John Liam starts a show. So like his stress level is now like up and I'm just like, I'm good. <laughs> like I'm, I'm chilling. Not, like I still, I, I start post-production on Monday, but still it's, it's a different beast. So I'm like, I'm going to enjoy my weekend is what I'm going to enjoy your weekend, do. Girl. I'm going to be horizontal. I've missed so many episodes of so many shows that I love, and I'm going to watch them all in a row. So that's a highlight. And then the other highlight, the biggest highlight I would say is we launched our first episode. We, we put out we our did. first episode of the podcast. We've been getting like some pretty good feedback, really good feedback. And I have really good Go ahead, tell me, tell me. No, I, I was just going to say, like, my, first of all, my friends are so supportive, which is so nice. Like, I, I never know if they're being, like, nice. It's, like, you know, good for you. But I had a friend um, who sent me a voice note of him just saying, like, just letting you know the podcast really is great. And I'm just, like, sending you a voice note so you know what my voice sounds like because I have a really good voice for podcasts whenever <laughs> you guys are ready for guests. It's not it's not wolf right it's not it's not jason but i just thought that was funny so yeah we launched we launched the first episode great feedback really exciting very vulnerable let me say scary scary i didn't think the first i mean i thought it was good but i think the second one is better and i just think we're getting better which is like we are getting better that that is something that i feel like people should (laughs) just know we have never done this before so if you're like meh whatever no, First and you know what this is just kind of like the way that we like to do things we we don't pre-plan or practice it's really very much like a conversation we would normally have and I think there's something kind of refreshing about that you know I agree and like even um you just called me before we started this and you were telling me a story and in my head I was like bitch save this for the podcast <laughs> like, what was the story you, you were just telling me like, I lost my wallet and this and that. I was like, okay, when are you yeah, getting exactly. on the zoom woman? Sorry. Like, just get on the zoom. Let's talk about it there because the whole point is to have these conversations, you know, but anyways, that's true. Um, but yeah, for, for the audience, we are slowly, but surely learning how to do this. We're, believe it or not, this is episode four that we're recording right now we had technical difficulties today. Like it's, this is a work in progress, but we rally, we rally we rally, and we're consistent. Okay. That's right. You're going to get an episode every week. Anyways, let's get into some gossip. Let's do it. We obviously have to talk about slap the slap heard around the world. <laughs> do you want to know? Well, whatever, let's get into it first. So well, the funniest thing is that we were together when it happened. Okay. So obviously everybody knows this, but just in case you've been under a rock at the Oscars, uh, Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's hair, which was in poor taste. She has alopecia. She has been open about it and suffers from hair loss. And Chris Rock had made a GI Jane 
right? G.I. Jane, is that right? G.I. Jane. A G.I. Jane joke. Um, and she was like clearly upset by it. And Will Smith slapped Chris Rock across the face on stage. Right. Wild. Right. Well, here's here's what I think about it. Number one, I was not aware that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia. Uh, I don't believe that Chris Rock has an obligation to know everything that's going on in the hair follicle world of Jada Pinkett Smith. Alopecia is a horrible thing. Jada Pinkett Smith is lucky that she is as attractive as she is because she stunning. rocks a bald head like nobody I've ever Literally seen. Literally stunning because I'm the same way. I had no idea that she right. had alopecia. I thought it was a choice and I was like, sick, yes, you look amazing. Because she can right. and she has always had short hair. And she, so I don't think that anybody had an obligation to know that. But here's what I think. I think that even if he knew or and even if it was a bad joke that didn't land there is no excuse to get up and hit somebody yeah i mean and it was funny because at first he was laughing right and then he looked at her and she oh, was like she was upset yeah i'm gonna beat the shit out of you later well he has to go home with her at night right. so he has to like leave. no i was scared i was scared when she looked at him but i think he went too far uh it's my understanding that his publicist came and spoke to him and he was asked to leave yeah. And he refused to leave. Well, the narrative is a little muddy because the, people are saying that people are saying that there was somebody from the Academy, like a producer. They put out a statement. Them. The Academy they put didn't. out a statement. They no? said that, no, the producer of the Oscars said that that is untrue, that no one asked him to leave. They were trying to figure out what to do. And in fact, they encouraged him to stay apparently. And like Chris Rock was like behind that too, being like, he should stay. So I think it's all over the place. Like no one really knows what's going on. I know recently, like an article just came out that um, Will Smith resigned from the Academy. Yeah, he was getting pressure from it anyway. And he had yeah, to yeah, do yeah. something. Look, he and got he up released there. a statement post everything, apologizing and apologizing to Chris Rock's family, whatever. But in the moment, like when he won, the crazy part was that he won the Oscar. So it was like, I knew oh, it was going to happen. Now we're going to see him. Like, is he going to address this? He doubled down in the moment, did not mention Chris Rock at all. Apologized to everyone, but Chris the, Rock. It was the most disjointed acceptance speech I've ever heard in my life. He started. He was unwell. I think he was he, unwell. He, right. He didn't know what to do. First of all, he started talking about King James and is it King James? What's the movie? The name of the movie? No, King, King James. Richards. King Richard. King Richard. And saying that he did everything to protect his family and trying to make that analogy, right, which right. I thought was not okay. It was a stretch. It was, it was stretch. such a stretch. And then, then he rambled on for a long time. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something like in a statement of like, I'm, I'm like disappointed in myself that I like that violence overrode reason, which is like exactly what happened. He just like, it, it just seemed like he was not in his right mind. Like, I don't know what happened to me. What I think is going on from like my perspective is like behind closed doors, whether it was that day or that, or the night before Jada and Will had something, they had a fight. Something happened. Well, it may, they had may a have a fight or something. And then they went to the Oscars. And, like they made up. We're like, we are a unit. We're, co we're going to this thing together. Like, I'm sorry, whatever. And so when they made the joke and she was upset, he was like, I'm going to defend her because of this fight. Look, I, I don't like people who play holier than thou with anything. You know, I understand it was in poor taste. I get 
all that. But they are a couple that are very kind of not traditional in many ways. And so, you know, I, let's let the alopecia slide. You know, it was in poor taste and it was whatever. You look amazing. There are women out there who have this, who don't have your body, your fame, your whatever, your access to beautiful gowns, to whatever. I, I'm not putting down the thing, but I think it is a, a huge stretch for now the community of women saying, well, this is what happens when men talk about women's bodies. It's like, that's not what we're doing. No, I don't, I, I really don't think it's that. Like I, I, but that's what they're saying. People are up in arms. I, I think people are saying a lot of things. I think yeah, there's a, a lot of, of different perspectives on this. I think people are on different sides of it. Um, I don't disagree that like Chris Rock doesn't have to be privy to like what's going on with Jada Pinkett Smith's yeah. life or a lot of information out there. It's and like whether she was open about it or not, I had no idea. But I also Me don't neither. follow her. I don't follow Will. Like I, I don't Me care neither. enough. So I had no idea what was going on. I didn't understand why she was so offended by the joke. And then I found out, and I was like, okay, that is sensitive. That's a sensitive. But did topic. it warrant? It's just that nothing warrants the physical attack. But it's to me the nature of these award shows is it is rooted in poking fun at everyone there because it's, it's almost like a roast it's such a silly concept in general like yeah. giving awards for things for people doing their jobs that are like you're not saving the world type of thing listen i love an award show i even and watch like kids because award. like i'm right. watching it all so not to knock award shows i'm just saying like the host that they get every year whoever it is it's always like a comedian because that's the nature of the show. You poke fun at everybody. So for it to be such like a big thing, when we were all like, wait, what just happened to the program? It looked like I it mean, skipped. Like no one, no one in the room reacted because we were like, that didn't seem like a big deal. One person that's been very, very verbal about this whole thing has been Jim Carrey, who's actually good friends with both of them. Um, you know, he said, one of the things he said, which I agree, Will Smith won the Oscar and he got a standing ovation. And he said, like that he was sickened by Hollywood. Okay, you're too close. To it's that he was sickened by Hollywood <laughs> for that standing ovation. You right. know, I, I agree. I with think that. it was an overcompensation. Everybody was like, oh, we don't know what to do. <laughs> I guess. It was um, so weird. The whole thing was so weird. So the, that night, when you left back to Miami and I, I went to sleep that night and I woke up at like three in the morning and I looked to my right and John Liam was wide awake. I was like, what's going on? And he goes, I can't stop thinking about the slap. <laughs> I was like, well, let me tell you, we live in a yeah. post slap world right now. And I, we do feel it. Everywhere. It was funny because John Liam and I were so taken aback by it and you were like editing something and, and, and he goes to, to you, are you over it? Cause we're not over you guys it. were so, jillian was on twitter for hours after that yeah. he couldn't get over it i think i just i simply don't care that's really yeah. what it is i simply don't care it sounds like i care because we're talking about it but we have a podcast okay, okay. um but yeah i, I guess I, I listen i don't have like a i don't have like a hard line of like this is how i feel about it i feel like it's all weird. I think it's weird to have like a strong opinion on it. I think it's just like the reality is we live in a post slap world. 
We do. We do. And things are going to, you know, years ago when Sally Field became famous at the Oscars for saying they like me, they really, really like me. Nobody's ever forgotten that. Right, right, right. And no one is going to forget this slut. Yeah, I agree. I'm so wise. I don't know if that makes you wise. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a stretch. But Um, that's kind of all the celeb news I have. Well, the the other thing I wrote down just because I find it to be so insane is Hilaria Baldwin is pregnant with her seventh baby. Did you know this? She loves you think being you, you said that you were fertile myrtle. This bitch is no, but she wants myrtle. to be. She wants to be, and she she looks great pregnant, and she loves to talk about it, and she loves to pose in lingerie while she's pregnant. And she um, great. Listen, she does. She looks great. But listen, she... <laughs> in my generation, during you know boomer, um, boomer Demi Moore was the first person to embrace her pregnant naked pregnant body and i've yet to see someone that looked as good as her rihanna mommy no rihanna rihanna on a good day like filtered to hell you're crazy like- i'm gonna show you a photo right now that Danny okay. sent me and you're gonna be like oh yeah that's insane Ken, pregnant rihanna or pregnant demi more look at this right look at okay. how incredible she looks give me a break okay come on that that you can't deny is perfect you are just so I have no problem with her but she didn't start it you know what I mean she did not it was a lot more bold what Demi Moore of course because and and by the way because it was the 90s and like no one had done that but we live in like every second somebody's doing something bold and new so it's all just like filtered out so quickly I'm not denying that what Demi Moore did was bold and it was the first time, but like, it doesn't negate the fact that Rihanna is like doing what probably what Demi Moore did, but like on the 2022 level, it's the same. Uh, What's available to people in 2022 is digital film. It's blurring, it's filtering, it's contouring, it's spray tans. This was 30 something years ago. Yeah, she looks no comparison. There is no comparison. I'm sorry. We have well, then you can't. We have Morpheus. You know what I mean? So you're so you're saying then we can't compare anything happening now to anything happening. I'm just saying. Before look at her filters. I'm just saying. Listen, I love that photo. She looks amazing. Okay, but I can. But the two can exist on the same. They can, except one is better. Okay, let's move on from this. Okay. Um, okay, let's get into some Bravo news. So Bravo news, yeah. You had you just told me that they are potentially thinking of casting Lauren Foster on the new season of Miami Housewives. Well, they're 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 cat they went out and started casting again, which I found it strange because I thought they had a pretty good cast. I didn't think they needed to change anything around, but they added they added this girl Luki. I think you remember her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in s- season one, very good friends with Christy Rice. She's a friend of Tsunami's and all that, and and Alexia. And she's like a real estate agent, but like very successful. And you know, she's cool. She I don't know when what role, but I know that she's in another girl that I know, Magda Lopez, that has her own yoga studio. Um, and she's also very cool, very smart. I don't know. And then most recently, I heard about Lauren Foster, and I am so here for that. 
Yeah. So Lauren Foster is a trans woman from Miami. Are, are you friends with her? She, yeah. Or are you friends with her? Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm still friends with her. She was one of the first trans gender when she was 16 she's in her 60s as good as she looks and um, she's South African and so she was one of the first people who did it and she was a Vogue model as a transgender woman Um, that's amazing and she's very witty and very funny and I always tell her she's disdainful because that's the word that (laughs) darling you know like whatever I'm a woman of a certain age and it's like I just think she's great you know having the first lesbian couple right on a housewife show and then now have if they were to have the first trans i mean that's like the crowning glory for this um for miami for this franchise so i think yeah it's it's a it's a franchise to be the first of doing a lot of groundbreaking which is sad it's not groundbreaking it's not groundbreaking groundbreaking and putting it on the franchise itself yeah i think i think that they have kind of uh, really paved the way for that so i think like let's finish it let's let's make that happen yeah and I think she'd be a great addition I think so too and also she's not only like you know there's a lot to talk about when it comes to trans you know she works at the University of Miami hospital dealing with intake uh people that are in line for surgery so she knows the depression the pain the levels of suicide the estrangement from family that comes from being trans I just think that look these shows are entertaining but there's all there's also such a great either learning experience or that could help somebody out there that's for sure. doing that and like for, sure. for them to know they're not alone so I think they almost have an obligation to do it like how do you know about the casting stuff like do you who do you hear this uh, stuff from well I mean I know from people themselves like I know that because I know them but you is know this I mean? like the people that you mentioned, are they like for sure cast members or it's like, yeah, one of them already had one has a contract. Yeah. One they've all been interviewed and one has a contract. The Lauren Foster, I don't know anything about, but Lauren was with us. And so I hope that you heard it here first guys, we're getting exclusive. No, no, I'm not making this up. This is from very reliable sources. And I talked to Lauren today and I've talked to, I've talked to all of them. I'm, with the I am a fan of the show. Like I am rooting for that. No, I know. I'm just saying like, you have some intel that, uh, well, you know, I'm shocked by honestly. Okay. All right. That's all the Bravo bullshit I have. That's what we should call this segment. Bravo bullshit. Bravo bullshit. Not Bravo corner. Bravo corner sounds like, like yeah. Sesame street. Now we go to first, we're going to do the vowels and then we're going to the Bravo corner. The vows vowel vowels oh the vowels you know, like a, yeah. mm. yes do you remember that them i know French? my vowels um <laughs> isn't it kind of the do same do you remember how to how about the alphabet in french yeah no i i only i only remember how to say um because that's all I did when I was in French class was go to the bathroom to get out of French numbers, class. not even numbers. I know, I know enough. I, I was going to say, I know enough to get by. I absolutely don't know enough to get by. I don't I, know, I know who I'm kidding. You took French for a long time, but I know, but it's like, you have to speak it consistently to, to remember it. Anyways, nobody wants to hear about that. So now you've stopped working. Yes. Now you're going to embrace your 
Instagram life again. Oh, and yes. I think that's going to yes, be yes, like yes, a yes, three but... part thing because it's really you not have a love hate relationship. And at some point you decided I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I, we teased that we were going to get into my relationship with Instagram last episode. So I guess we should do that, but <sighs> where do I even begin? Where do I even begin? I don't know. I, okay. I think where it hit me, where I was realizing that Instagram was a negative influence on my life was during COVID like quarantine COVID when we were all at home and doing nothing. And I was just on it a lot. And a lot of people use the platform to seek validation. I think that's like a very normal, common thing that people do seek validation, brag about your life. But I didn't, I I think it got away from me. I started being way more active on Instagram. I was, I was doing like TikTok dances, which like, you were, I loved it so much. Like it was so fun and I, and like no regrets, but I just mean, like, I remember just like posting stuff and then like obsessively looking at it and seeing who's watching it and commenting and whatever, constantly getting like that validation. Cause it's all I had at that time. And it was such like a dark time. And I, it, it became like a crux and it got to a place that it, it almost became so dark for me where I was like, I need to pull myself out of this because it's getting to a point where I don't even know if I'm going to be able to like come back from it. You know what I mean? Right, and, I, right, and, right. I, and I was private on Instagram. It's not even like I'm public. I was just like, I don't know. It felt weird. I would post stuff. I would feel bad. I would see comments. I would feel but bad. But is it because did you feel bad because you would post it and wait for comments or wait for likes? Not wait, but like had anxiety. I would close my phone and be like, I'm not going to look at it for like an hour. And then if I looked at it after an hour and there were only like two likes, I'd be like, oh my God, I should delete it. Like that's bad, which is silly because again, I'm, I'm not even public. So these are you my, were private, right, right, right. They're my right. friends who are like, just like being like, yeah, girl, you go get it. <laughs> no, so stupid. Um, but I think it was also, there was body stuff tied to it. I feel like we talk about body stuff every episode, but it's very much a part of my psyche. <laughs> it's very much a part of everybody's psyche. You know, not yeah. only you, I think we all have those issues, whether you admit it or not. Yeah. I, I was just like, I was posting a lot of photos of my body. I think that was the other thing. Like I, the way that people like over eight during the pandemic, like you're at home, you're, you lose motivation and stuff. Oh I'm God. not like that at all. I really am not. I am and so like that. So I, I went in the completely opposite direction and I started working out more. Cause like mentally it was the only thing that was helpful for me and like eating healthy. Cause I was cooking at home and stuff. So I got thin and like toned and I wanted to show it off because I was like, I'm not seeing anybody. And like, you know, in my head, I'm like, I work too hard for this. And I'm getting to a place where I'm like more appreciative of my body and why not show it off. But that got toxic. If you're constantly posting it and then you're not getting the feedback that you want. Yeah. It's just weird. So anyways, long story short, I got off Instagram for like I would say seven, eight months. And then I like started in 2021 posting again, but I archived all of my grid posts. I saw that. I mean, I don't see you post at all. I don't post anything on the grid. I only post on stories. Cause I think what I came to realize was 
I don't want somebody to start following me that doesn't know me and put have a preconceived right have a perception of who I am based on the photos that I put out because that's what I do with other people and I work so hard against it now because I'm like I know whatever you're posting is not who you are to me story stuff which is 24 hours long in the moment that's a real reflection if you're catching it in that moment it's a real reflection of your life and I think I just want to be authentically me and like if you're following me and you are watching my life in that way not that I post a lot but that's what I want to put out there that's how I want you to see me that's the version of me that unapologetically authentic another another thing that I trademark just in case I ever wanted to use it did you really have so many you you can let that one go that one's so dumb it's tacky it's all what happens you know what happens Bethany Frankel trademark skinny porn oh food porn oh and anytime anybody has wants to use it for a show for a book for whatever they have to pay her they gotta pay up yeah but do you think people are going to be using unapologetically authentic they do already do I have to pay you right now no not if you speak it you know what I mean but if you (laughs) I don't know how it works could have been a quiz question <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, like the, it's a great book title for somebody like that's tacky it's like i'm unapologetically authentic title i don't think that's a good like that's i, look, I would never does my hair look like can you even see my hair from with all the black yeah because hair? you have because it's so shiny oh okay is that <laughs> you fishing for a compliment i don't know i, I think so you're so thirsty <laughs> Oh, anyways. So yeah, Instagram. If you're following me on Instagram and you're like, where's this girl's grid post? Right. You're not going to find So you're starting like, I'm sorry, you're starting like full on. Are you going to do like TikTok? Are you going to do, you don't know, whatever. No. Okay. But we can expect to see more from you. By like next week. I'm going to try. Okay. I think you need to, you know, I think we want to see your whole you know, everything like you're probably, it's such an exciting time in your life. You're going to do a nursery. You're going to have a baby. You're going to decide what you're going to name the baby. I'm so careful about my like posting stuff about my pregnancy. Cause I'm like, am I being annoying? Is this becoming my personality being pregnant? So? It is. I think I, <laughs> you're saying it no, is. No, no, I don't. I don't, I mean, it, when you're pregnant, that is such a big part of who you are. And I know, and, it's and like I think I everybody can relate. In. I, yeah, you should. And I like it. And Not I think everybody. that other people that either have had children or thinking of having a, ch- a child or are pregnant right now, they can totally relate to you. And I can relate because I've had children. So I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything. How wrong many with that. kids do you have? Um, that I know of too. <laughs> but you know, I don't know where I've spread my seed. Okay. That doesn't. Okay. Anyways, I feel like we might be ready for a quiz. Okay. You might know this one. I didn't really work that one that I mean, hard on this one. Lot. I know a lot of stuff. Okay. Define love bombing. Oh God. Okay. Love bombing. Love bombing and catfishing kind of go hand in hand, don't they? I think love bombing is when somebody just bombards you with affection, attention, affection, attention just to kind of get you right when where they want you and then they drop you like a hot potato that is exactly right (laughs) (laughs) that's 
the exact definition. I bet if I looked it up, that's exactly what it does. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, it's like you're well, yeah, it's like you what an asshole the guy that does a, that. You meet a guy or girl or whatever, and they're like obsessed with you, and they're like, Oh my god, you're the best, and like you're so beautiful, and you're so cool, and you have the best personality, and it's like a couple weeks, maybe even a couple months of like, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best. And then, and then suddenly radio yeah, silent, they either disappear, they ghost or you or it's a completely shift, shift of a personality. Yes. Yeah. And that happens like, a lot with narcissists. A thing exactly. we know, you know, a topic we both know a thing or two about, and that's a whole oh, other yeah. episode. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Wow, look at us We're teasing just, episodes. Look at us like, <laughs> yeah, be yeah. afraid, narcissists from our past. We see you. You will be the subject. You will be revealed. We're going to say your name and your birthday so people uh-huh. can. And we're, we might even show pictures. <laughs> we might even show pictures. Yeah. On a podcast. Bad we're going to figure out how to show a picture on a podcast. You fuckers. <laughs> Anyways. But I am an expert. Um, yeah. Okay. What's your, what's your question? Ken, give us a question. Ken, give us a question. What's the definition of equity in real estate? Oh, what do you say? What's the definition of equity in real estate? She knows this. If she doesn't, I'm hanging no, up no, right no, now. No, no. No. I really, really don't. No, I like, don't even want to try. I'm so embarrassed already okay equity is <laughs> this is my favorite part of the podcast it is <laughs> it is what is what no please tell us i feel emotional um don't cry <laughs> very hormonal my daughter's gonna be so dumb <laughs> she, she better be pretty okay equity is obviously it's having like assets you know it's <laughs> okay okay hold on hold on give me a sentence with with equity first give you a sentence hold with on. the word equity I feel like I know in a financial sense equity is what we're asking you know not okay, equity. equity if something is equitable that means it's fair it, it, it has oh okay so, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the financial. If you have equity in a company, yeah, you have um, like stock in it, right? Yeah. You yeah. have an investment in it where you will get a return. Right. Okay. Well, maybe yes. If if the value goes up, if the value goes up, of course. Okay. That's so. Even, let me finish. <laughs> Okay. So if I want to apply for an equity, equity line of credit on my house. Okay. What does that mean? It means that they're going to look at your finances. They're going to look at your credit and they're going to be like, well, how much? <laughs> okay, Actually, no, 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 it's not really based on no, your credit. I know. I, that's a What's it based on? It's based on your assets. The value. So if you're getting an property line of your, of your house, they're going to look at how much your house is worth right now in the current market, not what you bought it for. And they're going to be like, we're going to give you that amount. Okay. So let's say that all things being equal and, and the market is stable. And right now the house is worth $1 million. Okay. And you put $300,000 down 
and you have a mortgage of $700,000, right? Okay. How much equity do you have in your house? $700,000. <laughs> okay. We have to like- $300,000 because that's the amount you put down. Oh, so that's so there, that's, that's the yours. That's, that's liquid, technically. <laughs> liquid, you like that? Are you using terms? We you need know to nothing about. I am mortified. Johnny is going to leave me by the way, if he listens to this. Let's just end the podcast. <laughs> Ken, write me a whole bunch of other ones. For oh, other Ken is not allowed to do these anymore. You have to come up with your own. Okay. Okay. Now, anyway, that was that. That is by far my favorite part of the podcast. Okay. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Um, okay, guys, that's all we have for you today. That's all we have for you today. Please let them know our new. Oh, yes. Okay. Please. So after, after much not much anything you honestly were just like change the name of the podcast on instagram so now we are at david says okay fine we are now at okay boomer the pod on instagram very easy honestly don't know why i didn't just do that the first time and you can follow me at beba underscore rod just to look at my stories (laughs) and uh you can follow me at anna cooks a-n-a-q-o-o-k-s and by the time you see me next week i think i'm gonna look younger and um subscribe leave us a review okay i love you i love you bye